Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And it's Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we're talking about our attire, and your boy actually dressed up for this podcast episode, my dude. I wore real clothes today. And I did not. (laughs) But we're talking about, does God care about what we wear specifically when we go to church? Fuller, you ready to do it? Let's roll. Let's roll. You got yourself. I flubbed. I forgot to meet myself when I giggled. I love it. Oh, dude, but so you're not real wearing talk. real clothes today. You're wearing comfy clothes. I'm wearing comfy clothes. You know, it was a long day at work, and then I had to go and pick Oh, wait, up. you work today? Oh, yeah. And then you have to turn around and be at work tomorrow by, like, 5? And then the next day, at like so Sunday, at, like, 5, and then Monday at, like, 5. And then I get a day off, and then I work eight straight midnights, six of them being 12-hour days. I'm not looking forward to it. I think there, well, there's two questions I have. One sure. is, how is your body not falling apart yet? Uh, Rodney, this question's for you too, because you do the same thing, Rodney. But how does your body not fall apart? You know, it does. Uh, it, it does. It, just, if, it does. If I sit in the chair for more than 10 minutes, Janelle will probably be like, no, it's more like two. But if it 10 minutes, I'm. I'm well, out I sure the chair, hope that man. doesn't happen today, because if you fall asleep on I'm the podcast, I'll, let's be honest, that would be hilarious. That would be funny. (laughs) That would be it. But the second thing is, how does Janiel deal with the schedule, man? (sighs) She's a saint. That's the only thing I could say. I I, I don't know what else to say. That's it. She's a saint. She's just a saint. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it it kind of, it is what it is. I mean, it's. It is what it is. It is what it is. So you do what you got to do. We like the money. So it is what it is. There you go. And the stability. But because of that, you're wearing sweatpants. So yeah, after a long day. And no shoes. Or socks. Or socks. You always wear socks. You okay? Yeah, good? I'm fine. I'm just, my, my feet were sweaty. <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know what? My feet were sweaty. I'm just going to go no socks today. But yeah, uh, after work today, I had to run to the to meet Menards. Oh, I love that place. Oh, it's Menards. Oh, that and Lowe's, man. Yeah, I like Lowe's better, but whatever. So yeah, Menards, I ran there and grabbed a wheelbarrow on some shells because I got some teenagers from Southside coming over tomorrow to do some yard work for me. Do you? Okay. Well, for Janelle, because I'll be at work, but... Uh, and then after that, I came home and I had to fit, work on the tractor and put the wheelbarrow together and yada, yada, yada. So yeah, it's sweatpants day. That is on my to-do list still as they get those teens over to my house. But the problem is, is I have a lot of things I need to burn, but my uh, burn pile is huge and it can't burn because it's been so wet. Like I bought, right. I, dude, I bought a flamethrower. Yeah, I've like got, the actual sh- like hook up to the kitchen. No, you should have just talked to me. Oh no, 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 no! I, I wanted my own. I got one. I wanted garage. my own. Hog roaster is what they're called. No, or Kentucky Matchstick. Or, or, or yeah, but, but I bought one of those, and even that, the fire could not stay lit. Wow. Like it is that wet. 
And I'm like, I told them, like, I can't have a bunch of kids come over here and haul sticks and cutting down trees if my burn pile is so, huge. you know that those tiki stands? Yeah. If you put tiki oil over wood, I mean. I mean, is that the same as lighter fluid, though? Well, no, because lighter fluid and stuff, they, they puts out. So what actually burns is it is like gas and lighter fluid. It's the evaporation. It's the, the fumes above the wet gasoline and stuff. Right, right. It lights, mm-hmm. so it, it spreads faster. But that tiki oil... Though it lets off some, it does not spread as fast. Really? So if yeah. I just do some tiki oil and just, then light it, because I mean, I was doing everything I could just to create heat. We're talking leaves, we're talking cardboard, we're talking everything. And I got a couple areas to start burning. Right. I mean, but it, it wouldn't stay lit. Yeah. It would not stay lit. So I didn't get the Southside kids over there, but get I can't you a little get it tiki oil, man, and use your hog roaster. I learned something new today, guys. There you I go. learned something Fun new. Fun fact with Fuller. But I am wearing a polo and some real pants I mean, and socks and shoes and a belt. I put on a collared sweater for you. <laughs> Yes, Isn't you did. That, you did that for the camera. Let's be honest. That, yeah, I was like, yeah, you they did it for see, the camera. They, they can't, can't see, see the, the lower half. <laughs> but see, I don't wear real clothes anymore because I work from home freelance. See, it's the opposite yeah. for us. I have to always wear real clothes, so I take advantage when I don't have to. And you're like, well, I oh, get, I don't take advantage of it either. I get to put on big boy pants today. <laughs> I texted right before I came here. I texted another buddy of mine who he's in the Facebook group. Sure. Ryan Lauchs, what's up, my dude? Another fellow freelancer who I went to high school with way back in the day. I uh, mean, actually, we played in a band together. Wow. It was called Merge merge with a j because oh. it's for mark ellie ryan and jesse like the four band members we made merge Ma- we played in downtown south bend it was so much fun we're gonna call it marriage marriage um what's up ryan but uh i texted him I'm like dude so freelancer to freelancer do you wear real clothes too and he goes dude i stay in my pjs as long as humanly possible yeah. and then maybe this is too much tmi but he goes I've had business calls wearing the same amount of clothes as I do when I go swimming. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. There's a perk to being a freelancer. There is. There is. And especially with COVID and technology and everybody doing like Zoom calls and stuff. Why not? Why not? Why not? But speaking about, you know, because today we're talking about our dress and our wardrobe and looking good. You did something to start looking good again. I did. I, Janelle and I joined a gym. Hey, I don't Bye have clapping me. ready, so we can't do clapping. Well, you know. What so, gym are you at? You at Planet Fitness? No, Anytime Fitness. Where's your Anytime Fitness? It's right over here on Bittersweet by the Martins. Like Lincoln Way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, so there's one there. We're like, oh, it's nice and close. You know, we can it's go close. anytime. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. So, so have you that. actually been to I have the not been. <laughs> But you got that membership card, but, though. But, but you also haven't had time. But we were talking about how crazy this week has been or before we hit oh, the record button goodness. here. And it has been a week. Like, there has been zero, zero time. Zero time mm-hmm. to go. So I'm hoping next week to be able, even though I've got to work a bunch of 12s, but to be able to try to get there. I feel that because I haven't been able to go in two weeks because of our schedules. Yeah. Like, even this week, because I'm, I'm, I'm behind on work. Like, I am behind on work right now. And even Beth was like, hey, you could use. Nope, you can't use tonight. How about tomorrow? Uh, nope, not tomorrow night. But either. maybe the like uh, we were actually supposed to meet with Pastor Michael over at New Life. I, I mean, we met with him last week in the conversation. We were there for hours. And he's like, "Dude, you guys want to come back next Wednesday? And we can just keep chatting." Right. And I texted him Monday. And I'm like, "Dude, this is literally the only night where we the hides are home." It was a Wednesday night, and we had to be home. But then I ended up. Um, Trying to install a washing machine, and then there was an issue with the power cable, so I had to buy a new power cable. Now I have to re-level it, and the leveling nice. fee are so cheap that I busted one of them, the top. So Lowe's, they've got they've you can buy new ones at Lowe's. A new dishwasher? No, the the levelers. Well, I had to like actually, I, I can still I can still do it. I didn't oh. bust the whole thing. I oh, just busted oh, the top okay, with the socket wrench. So because it's being dumb, and then there was issues with this and issues with that, and it, it's just been a nightmare, bro. 
It has been a nightmare, well, but we are here. You know, we, we take ready adva- to go. We take advantage of every time we can get together. And Sunday, we had to cancel on you guys, the whole family. And it was like, look, it's just been, it's been, it's, it's been, been a week, a week for for you guys. And then Janiel got sick, and yep. it, it's but thankfully Sunday, like we ended up taking advantage of Sunday afternoon, and I finished the electrical in the entire barn. So wow. that place is rigged up for extension cord power. Finally, finally. <laughs> He's like, finally. And what Beth really cares about is all my power tool chargers are no longer in her areas. That's nice. They're all over in my corner. That's nice. So, yep, I got electric on the whole barn now. So we are rip-roaring, you're, you're, ready to go. You're powered. <laughs> Let's do this. Oh, and, Sponsored and can, by Milwaukee. No, no DeWalt. <laughs> I am a DeWalt fan. What, so, wait, 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 wait. Do we need to have this conversation? Because I am a, I am right, a, I am a for DeWalt, only DeWalt. Real quick, why do you like DeWalt? Because I got a free drill from Taylor Axelberg, and I'm like, I might as well just double down on all the batteries and the chargers and it's everything. It's all the same, right? So I got a DeWalt drill, and that's what I have here. But uh, at work, I'm I'm strictly Milwaukee. Which Milwaukee's like top, top, top of the line. So where do you buy Milwaukee? Is that Home Depot? You can get it from like... Not Lowe's. No. Lowe's well, see, is only DeWalt see, and Craftsman and like Mataka? No. Your boy yeah. here has a contractor that I can buy personal... Home items. You got help. damn discounts, don't you? Yeah. You get damn discounts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm a DeWalt only, man. Like, all my crap is DeWalt. Everything. Yeah. I'm everything. S- I'm slowly wanting to change everything over to Milwaukee, so. It's just some good stuff, I, man. I like Milwaukee. I we, are, we are dadding. Before we started, we, we talked about our grass. Now we're talking about power tools in the gym. Next, next we're going to be talking about grilling. I mean, um, I, got a, I got a mean grill now. Tune in next week. <laughs> I, I got a five burner right now. Actually, no, I got a I got a four burner and a and a searing I side. S- I still mm. have my Weber mm. charcoal grill that I got when Janelle and I got married. I didn't we have a lot of conversations way back in the day in the early times of the podcast, probably about it, how you were like a charcoal only. Yes, Weber because it tastes so delicious. Although I'm propane because it's fast. Although I I do like that feature, mm-hmm. but I really want to get a black top, like the what? the the black top grills. Or what do they call Blackstone. Blackstone girls. Yeah. The, the hibachi style, like yeah. flat girdle. Those have been like Dude. a lot of inf- You need to become, oh, I, I mean, are we considered influencers? Does that mean you can maybe get a free one and advertise it? <laughs> Sponsored by. <no. laughs> that would be glorious. That'd be slick. I mean, I would love to have like a green egg, but Ooh. I ain't got time to do I, I ain't got time to smoke so, stuff, man. I want to get one of those. Uh, they got those Pitmaster smokers. That are, are like a, a pellet. Oh, Axelberg's got one of those. Man, those look so nice. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Axelberg's got one of them. Well, because I still got, I've got a smoker, but it's like, it's a charcoal smoker and it's like, it's, it's like, I don't know. But we're talking half, like the dual tongs. side with the chips. Yeah. With, yeah, right, yeah. Where you don't burn it. You legitimately just smoke, smoke that mug. Just smoke it. Just yeah. smoke that mug. Smoke it. Smoke it good. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we dadded real hard. We probably should get into Let's the. Just, well, let's jump past the party cues. We've talked oh, a lot about Oh, we don't get to do the party cues. We'll do those next time. Okay. We, did, we did a lot of get to know us already. That's true. That's true. Okay, last question. What's your favorite mower brand? Mower brand? Yep. Man, you know, I was really, really... This will be the party cue. <laughs> I was really partial to, like, uh, Cub Cadets. Oh, those are glorious. But... Man, I got this Dixie Chopper, the commercial zero turn. That you do have a slick oh, Dixie man. Chopper, bro. Man, that thing is wonderful. I love it. I love John Deere's. I really do. I, you know, I, I've had one since I was a kid. I oh. like John Deere, but once I want zero turn, I can't afford a John Deere zero turn. They're like twelve grand. So yeah, we I, had one of those. I bought this Dixie Chopper used. Yeah, it, it's like from I think it's a '99 Dixie Chopper commercial. 
but it runs but like it a chain. <laughs> I got your old saber, like off-brand yeah, yeah, John Deere. Still running that. And then I have a Craftsman uh, snowblower, like the, like the big old like five, uh, well, four foot, four foot wide snowblowing deck attached to the Craftsman lawn tractor. It takes oh. you three minutes to snowplow your driveway. I can snowplow it in twenty minutes. Wow! And it's and it's people are like, oh yeah twenty minutes. No, I got a stinking parking lot. Yeah, you I do. have a small church parking lot. Yes, for you a driveway. It would, it would take me probably two minutes to do mine. With it that. was a little demoralizing when I got like a. Th- fifth of the done and then my my, my the tractor drive shaft broke so i had to buy a new part and replace it Dang and it. i called my buddy who was a plower and i'm like dude tom you gotta help me out come plow me he out he plowed me out in not even five minutes like he just went one pass back up two pass back up three pass back up fourth pass and he drove away and i'm like i texted him i'm like what the heck was that dude yeah and he, he goes wait, wait a minute and, and ready that's how real men get it done I'm like, come <laughs> on bro so next time, just call Taylor Axelberg and tell him to bring the excavator. Bring the excavator and just scoop <laughs> just this scoop thing. You out. Goodness. Well, dude, so I think that counts as the party cue. But here's the problem with today's episode. We are not drinking coffee today at all. We are not. But your boy over here is drinking some tea. You're drinking some tea. What tea are you it drinking? It is a apple cinnamon tea. Ooh. It's decaf. That's why, because I got to go to bed tonight. You know what I got? What you got? I got nothing. I, f- I forgot to refill my water before we press. Oh, bro. So I finished. All right, pause. I, I was drinking <laughs> strawberry lemonade, fla- I, like the little Ooh. like flavor shots, like yeah. psh, 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 into the water. Oh, yeah. Meyer brand. Oh, uh, maybe Beth bought bougie. I don't remember. But the mis- this miso tastes, or whatever it yeah, is. Stuff yeah, stuff like that. Right. But this tastes legitimately like strawberry lemonade. You know why she bought it? Because it tastes like strawberry no, lemonade? No, because I was complaining about heart. It, like, like my heart was hurting. My head was hurting. And it's because I drank too much water that went through the yum yum machine first. The what? The yum yum machine coffee maker oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i drink a lot of water the flavor adder but it goes through the yum yum machine first yeah that's a, I, i'm very hydrated <laughs> very i am very hydrated except my organs are not but either well, way oh well but dude we got a review to read because we, we are do. on our way to 100 review I believe giveaway and we are like 94 95 reco- right now data recording 94 i checked at like 4 30 we are so stinking close. We are so close. We are so close. But this review comes from Millie Keneally from March 23rd, 2022. So we're a little behind, but that's okay. Yep. And they say, because Millie you know, Keneally. I always get in trouble. I work in an elementary cafeteria, and there is some time between students that I get to enjoy a podcast. Oh, the podcast. I have been a Christian for a long time now, but I found this podcast by chance about two months ago, and I am, all caps, hooked. 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 Line and sinkered. I have enjoyed uh, the conversations and difference in, uh, differing in some opinions. This po- I really need water. This podcast <laughs> has really opened my eyes to many things, and I have since become the ladies' ministry leader. Oh, Millie Keneally's a she. I can I, I can dogmatically say that now. So uh, she is now the ladies' ministry leader at or her church. And is it a dude that's the ladies' Come on, ministry? bro. <laughs> and let me tell you, this podcast has given me so much confidence. I am boosted with knowledge, and I thank God for leading me to this podcast. has helped me out so much, and I do enjoy getting to know the speakers. We have another banter fan. Yay. We have another banter fan. Because <laughs> we do that a lot. But either way, Millie Keneally, send us an email or a DM or we'll carry your pigeon, whatever you got to do to send us your contact info. Ooh. And Janelle, that was beautiful. <laughs> and Janelle will get that mini swag bag in the mail. And if you want to get a mini swag bag, you just got to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, let us know you left us a review, and we will get that in the mail. We ASA as Janelle possibly can. We also have the the thing that we just started a few podcasts ago of if you are in need of a Bible. Yes, sir. I, they came in. They, they came in because so, you ordered a butt ton of them. They came in. Today's Friday. Yesterday. 
They came in yesterday. Where are they? I don't see They're them. upstairs still. Oh, okay. I haven't okay. even brought them down yet. They're not even, I haven't <laughs> even, not even the in the studio. Yet. But you you bought a bunch of Bibles. I, I did. So uh, I know we've had one person reach out to us saying that they were in need of a Bible, and we will be sending that out now that they are in, along with the other swag bags that were behind on. We were just waiting for those to come in so we could send everything out at once because, you know, it's easier that way. But it's just easier that way. If you need a Bible... We do have CSB Bibles, so let us know. Reach out to us. Give us your information, and we'll send you one. Just because we think everyone needs a solid Bible, man. Well, and we're all about the furtherance of the gospel. Yep. So, so. if you need one, contact us. And no, seriously, no cost, right? No Nothing. Cost. Just we will ship no you out a Bible because we love you. That's true. I love it. Well, you ready to jump in the conversation? Yeah. So what are we going to do about 10-minute conversation? Because, I mean, it's just about clothes, Mark. And apparently, we don't care about them because you didn't we even wear good clothes about today. Pants. Oh. <laughs> oh, good. No, I think this could end up being a longer conversation because the more I thought about this conversation, the more I'm like, oh, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Because originally, when someone asked a question about, you know, what should, like, or not just what should you wear to church, because that's not really the question, but the real question is, does God care about what we wear to church? My sure. answer for right that would be like, well, no, 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 of course he doesn't. It's like, well, okay, well, but, maybe he well, does. Well, sort of, but kind of, but no. But, but kinda, reality, no. But no. But then reality, yes. So I'm like, but kinda, my goodness. But no. So I actually did a deep dive today to figure out where does yeah. the actual terminology, because maybe you've heard this on the, on you know, whatever church movement you're a part of, of wearing your Sunday best. I was trying to figure out of where did this terminology of where your Sunday best came from? And there's kind of two different answers to this question actually sure and this all stems out of uh earlier america right or more like the poverty not not even the poverty but when there was wasn't really a middle class out of america there was just the super 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 rich and then there was the working class mm. and everyone was in the working class and right. way back in the day the working class worked really hard dirty jobs and you know they sometimes were so poor that they only owned like two outfits and so they would have like their work clothes, which would just be nasty. And then they would want to, you know, clean it to be presentable when they go into public sure. because they want to have a good reputation. The other side of the history, which I thought this was interesting, actually came out of slave culture. Mm. And, and and it came out of a lot of black Christians in terms of wanting to appear, um, honestly, just wearing your Sunday best. Because in that culture, in, in, I don't want to say culture, it's not culture, but you know, in, in slave times and then coming out of slavery and, and, and the freedom of the slaves here in America, they came out and they had nothing and they were, they were in poverty. So what they did is they're like, we want to put on our best for, we want to put on our best for Jesus. We want to get together and have fun. And, and, you know, almost in, in a way show that, you know, we, we can fit into society and culture, but then there was an also even another side of that conversation where, and, and this is not me quoting, or this is not my opinion. This is what I read from, from black authors Okay, is the fact of everything that was black was considered dirty and everything white was considered clean, even skin color. And so to be able to be part of society, they wanted to dress to to fit into society because society was split, not just by like, like for us, you know, we can sometimes split society based on how big your house is or what part of the neighborhood you live in. Back then, it was just what you wore. So it's kind of like, like, kind of like for us today where it's like, you know, like if you and me are rolling around like in a brand new Chevy or a brand new Honda or a brand new Kia, like there's certain people be like, oh, you got money, you bougie. But then you slap us next to a Tesla or you slap Ooh, us next to like Tesla. this new Lexus, you know, that can go hundred, like it's like 600 miles on a single charge or, or a Rolls Royce or a Rolls, like you're rolling in the Rolls Royce or the Beamers or the Phantoms, like 
it's almost like there's this separation that we have in today's society, mm. but it's been so differential because we actually have a working middle class in our society. So we right. don't really see that as much, but in other societies where you were either rich or poor, there was zero, there's like zero hmm. middle class. It was a way for the back in that culture. What I read is the fact of, you know, everything black was considered dirty. So it's like, nah, 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 nah. Let's put them in their place and show that we can fit into the society and culture as well. Interesting. And so the idea of Sunday best kind of came out of this, no matter which, which side of the story that you hear, it literally is just the fact of we are going to be going to the house of the Lord for worship. We are going to be gathering with other people. We're not going to be working. We want to enjoy this day. We want to kind of, and also maybe even fit in with culture, but it's the idea of like, well, we're going to go worship God. So why don't, why, like, why wouldn't we want to dress up a little bit? Mm. And back then it wasn't like us in nowadays where we have thousands of shirts and, you know, hundreds of, I mean, I don't say hundred, but, but you know what I mean? Like we own enough that not just have one set of clothes. We have different clothes for different activities, and sometimes we can change clothes up to three times per day based on what activity we're doing. Some people can. You know, some people can. But, like, at the end of the day, for us, we have, I would say most people have the ability to have more than just one or two full outfits that you just wear during the week and you have to keep up with with washing them. And, but, you know, nowadays, I would say the, the, the dress your Sunday best literally comes into the fact of, you know, you need to dress your best for God, because you are going into the presence of the king. I've even heard some pastors say, well, if you go wear a suit and tie to ch-. I mean, this, these are all phrases I have heard straight from the pulpit because I grew up in this culture. Of, sure. You know, literally, it's like, you got to dress your best for God. Or, you know, if you can wear a suit to work and a tie, you can wear a suit to church. And then there was even one pastor who, he was bragging about this in an illustration where he was saying, there was one guy who came and he got saved and the pastor was like, oh, you, you, uh, do you own any slacks or a dress shirt? And he goes, no, no, no. And Pastor's like, okay, well, well, let's, let's figure it out. We, we can buy you one. And so they did it. And he goes, well, do you have a tie now? Well, no. And, and the guy was starting to get like a better job. So he went out and bought a tie. And the guy was like, hey, you able to buy a suit check? And I'm like, and the answer was why? And the reality is the fact of, well, you're coming before God. You got to dress your best when you enter into the Lord's house. I've heard, you know, other pastors say, well, God deserves the best, not just the whatever. And the fact of, you know, God has done all this stuff for us. He has saved your life. The last, like the least you could do is put a little effort into it. Like put some effort into your hair and put some effort into your clothes and put some effort into just showing up in this building. And then if you're going to appear before some other royal dignitary or the president or some big job interview, because you want to sit there and say, yes, I, I, I can put myself together and I can sh- do all these different things. Why can't you do that for church? Why can't you do that for God? Because if you're going to do that for the Queen of England, you could do it for the King of the Cosmos. Pause. Okay. I interject. Go ahead. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. So here's and where these I, are things I've heard. These yes. are things I've heard. So here's where I start to differ, though. Right. Okay. So, oh man, you can you can afford to spend a little extra time getting nice and and pretty for God, right? But what's more important, that or maybe spending some time on your knees in prayer, using that extra time for that rather than being all Gucci'd up. Mm-hmm. What about spending time rather than buying nice clothes, taking that money and going and feeding the poor, and the widow, and the lost? What about, because I, I think of Jesus, right? Okay. Jesus did not, how many Pharisees did Jesus hang out with that we know about? That like, he, like he actively and, hung out with? Sure. One, Nicodemus. But he was a, he was a Sadducee. Well, okay. 
<laughs> but Nicodemus, but, but right, but Nicodemus came to him, right, and he sure. had that honest sure. and open but, conversation. But with who him. were the other people that he was with? This was sinners and tax collectors and ev- everyday common folk, everyday common, common folk. folk, the people who, that, and some people that the Pharisees removed from the temple. Right, right. Well, you think of even like um, uh, the laymen's and stuff like that who were beggars on the street, having to drag. Think about it. Okay. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. having to drag themselves through the street because they can't walk. How how, how well do you think they smelled? Awful. Or, they were unclean. That? Like they were considered unclean, or the people right. that were blind, right, and, and, or that had leprosy, right. And who who did Jesus go to? Those the, people. He went to the sick, right, literally. Yeah. So uh, it's almost. Uh, I start thinking about the whitewashed tomb. You know, I look good. Ooh, we gonna get into that verse in a little bit. I look presentable we get into that a little on bit. the outside, but the inside maybe not so much. So, anyways, I just that's all I wanted to yeah, interject and, right and now. Yeah, and we'll get into that because I have three different truths concerning clothing that I want to talk about today, and I have a lot of scripture to back it up with it too, and then questions that I think will be fun for us to answer. Okay. So I think you know we just let's go through the truth of, uh, of the clothing. Let's do it. Read the verses, talk about it a little bit, and yeah. then answer some of the questions that people I think honestly will have by the end of this conversation. And this is where it's hard because we 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 are starting to know who our audience is and who who hangs out with us on the podcast because of the right. Facebook group which is awesome. But we also, I want to make sure I say this is there's two different beliefs that come out of this. There's the culture where it comes out of the Sunday best. And then there's the other culture where it's like the, just the come as you are. And we're going to try to converge in the middle and have this conversation. So there might be someone listening to this where they're like, well, of course God doesn't care about clothing. So I don't need to listen to this podcast episode or, or vice versa. Right. And I want to make sure that we're going to be as fair as we can to sure. have this, this conversation and sure. then go, okay, so what does this mean as we move forward? Sure. And does it really matter? I think there's another question that we could ask. But so, okay, so I have three truths concerning clothing when it comes to, I don't want to just say clothing in general, but specifically about this topic of sure. what we should wear to church when we go into the Lord's house to worship the Lord with other Christians, right? Sure. I say that with a little sarcasm because sure. you and I are both on the same page with that. Sure, I don't know about the whole into the Lord's house because oh, I'm saying that that's what people say. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what people say. It throws me off when you say it though. <laughs> well, that's why I said it with the Lord. Sure. Like, I'm like, yeah, into the Lord's house. I mean, all right, like, go ahead. You know, they used to worship him on the temple. And now we worship him in spirit and in truth. Yeah, but you know, truth about clothing. Number one is the fact of specifically about clothing. We are not supposed to draw attention to ourselves and become a distraction or bring the focus onto ourselves in how much money that we have. Yes. So the first rule about clothing is is it it's we are not supposed to draw attention to ourselves. We're not supposed to become a distraction, bring focus on ourselves, and cause separation between classes inside mm. the church. You, all right, podcast over. Have a good night, everybody. So so here's where I get those <laughs> verses from, right? I, I have two specific verses in mind. The first one is from First Timothy two eight through ten, and it says, and and therefore, so I mean it's. It's talking about what it talked about before, but therefore I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument, which talks about the heart. That's talking about, you know, men worship with a pure heart. Also, the women are to dress themselves in modest clothing with decency and good sense, not with elaborate hairstyles, gold, pearls, or expensive apparel, but with good works as is proper for women who profess to worship God. Pause. Now, yes. Christian mug, Christian uh, coffee mug, Christianity. Verse <laughs> alert, alert, because people go, well, see that that shows you right there that you should really dress modestly. But if you read the context of what you just said, it's not talking about modesty. It has nothing to do with what you have on, but 
creating the separation. The heart behind it, right? Yes. And that's why people are like, oh, why is the Bible always talking about what women need to dress and whatnot? And a lot of it has to do with the culture of the time yes. where literally it would be like, like for us, like, we we wear it's like Steve Jobs. He wore the he wore the same shirt and same pants. Sure, that's what it was like in that culture. But women, the the more elaborate their hairstyles, the more adornments that they wore, it was it actually it was a status. social symbol and it status, was status of how yes. rich or how poor. It, they se- really it were. separated them from everybody else. And we see that when you watch movies from ancient times, whether it's like the Moses one way back in the day or the Chosen or any time from that cultural period, even like uh, Gladiator and 300, anything from ancient Roman culture, you see the rich, the like the senator's wives or the rich um, uh, general wives. Lots of vi- vibrant they, colors. They dress very right. different than the beggar on the street. Right. Well, lots of vibrant colors, right? Yeah, because lots of silks. Colors cost money. Lots of silks, the mm-hmm. material. Or honestly, just white. Yeah. Just yeah, having right. white clothes sure. was a big deal, too, because sure. white is pure and clean. Yep. And so this isn't talking about the fact of women, you need to sit down, shut up, and be modest for once or in your life. It's, when, that's not what it's talking about. Or women, you got to sit there and you have to wear a dress that, you know, all the way down to the floor. And it, I mean, now. Granted, there is a side of that, right? You don't want to become a distraction the other way where you're coming in with a, a mini skirt and a tube top, right? Or guys coming in with a Speedo. Like, that would be please, a distraction. Please, please don't. don't. And, I, and I, I think that's more so what this is the fact of. We're not right. supposed to distract from yes. the worship service or draw attention on ourselves and then also don't do this, which makes me think, you know, a lot of the people that talk about wearing their Sunday best a lot of times is trying to, it, it's almost like they're trying to impress somebody. You know, and it's each like, other. <laughs> and, and impress each other. Now, I, again, I come from the independent fundamental Baptist world where everyone just wore a suit and tie. And honestly, it was just the the the, the nature of the beast. Sure. And over in like DC, I, I they someone did an interview with Mark Dever once, and they were like, "Why do you wear a suit every single Sunday?" He goes, "Dude, my church is on Capitol Hill. This, this is, is what, what these just, guys live right? in." And then there's other cultures where it's kind of like, okay, you're in a farming community. Why are you wearing a suit and tie when you know ain't nobody own one? So I have an example okay. that I've personally witnessed. Okay, okay. Okay. I want to hear this. I Pensacola hear this. Christian College. Okay. Suit and tie. PCC. Suit and tie, right? You go to church, any church service, it's suit and tie. Always. So it was a Sunday night service. You had to go, right? As a student, you have to go to Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Anytime the church doors are open, your butt's in the pew. Anyways, Sunday night, I specifically remember this. I was on the Did main they make phone. you college students pay tithes and offerings to the church? No. Okay. But it's like, like your tuition was kind of doing that, right? So <laughs> in the back, near the back, probably, okay. I'm probably like 20. It's a huge, like. It's five, not a five, small church. 5,000 people church. Right, so and it's I'm, beautiful. I'm probably, the oh, it's, it is, it's gorgeous. The music's great. I mean, it just when they sing hymns in the choirs, and it just it's, it's amazing the sounds and the acoustics in there. Yes. Um, so about twenty rows in from the back, right, okay. which is near the back, <laughs> uh, I saw this family come in, right, and the guy was in a t-shirt and jeans, and his wife was in a t-shirt and jeans. Because you're in Florida. Because you're in Florida, and they walk in to come to church. And the ushers escorted them out, because, and I was close no, enough they to them. Didn't. Yes, because the way they they said you have to go change or you have to leave the service, and they escorted them out of the church because they were not in the suit and tie. That is a problem. <laughs> like that's where I was like, all right, I'm done with this, and, and we'll get into that. And sure. I, I, one of these points talks about the fact of creating stumbling blocks to the gospel. Sure. And we'll get into that with the whitewashed tombs. But I mean, I've heard Craig Rochelle talk about that when he was 
guest, like he was a guest preacher when he was in like Bible college, he was guest right. preaching at a church. And there was a woman who came in who honestly, she, she just looked like a normal person off the street. But in, sure. in that culture, they, the way Craig describes it was, it was like a woman who looked like she was desperate and needed help came to sure. the church door. And he was just standing at the front door, you know, interacting with the, the church member. Cause again, he was just a guest pastor and one of the ushers stopped her and, and he said, put on something a little nicer, then you can come back and try again. Yeah. And that's when Craig Rochelle said, I will never be a part of a church that does this. So he still preached because he fulfilled his commitment. Right. But that's why Life Church does what they do sure. intentionally. But that's the separation we're talking about, right? Now yeah. you've created separation because you are not dressed well enough, so you are not allowed in the service. And, and so let's lean into that. Let's let's lean into the sin of partiality, sure. Sure. which I know we've mentioned here or there in the podcast. But in James 2, 2 through 7, it says, and these are all from the CSB because you know that's what your boy uses. My brothers and sisters, do not show favoritism as you hold on to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. For if someone comes in your meeting wearing gold rings, dressed in fine clothes, and then a poor person dressed in filthy clothes also comes in, if you look with favor at the one wearing the fine clothes and say, sit here in the good place. And you say the per, a poor person, just stand over there. You know, just sit by the floor, by the footstool, which basically means just like, can you sit in the very back corner where nobody can see you? That'd right. be awesome. Haven't you made distinctions among yourselves and become the judge with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, didn't God choose the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he promised to those who love him? Yet you have dishonored the poor. Don't the rich oppress you and drag you into court? Don't they blaspheme the good name that was invoked over you? Indeed, if you fulfill the royal law prescribed in scriptures, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. If, however, you show favoritism, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. 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 <laughs> and so right there is the fact of yeah. when we have a distinction that because of this has literally nothing to do except what people are wearing. Right. That we have created a distinction where now all of a sudden people are not able to worship Jesus. We have a problem. Yes. And I remember one time at Southside, um, there was, there was, there was, I mean, there's obviously families there that believed in Sunday best dress. But one, one of the guys I was talking with one day, he, he mentioned someone that was on stage on the platform. I mean, this, this lady was newly saved, um, just got baptized and she's like, I, I, I want to worship Jesus. And so our worship pastor was trying to create like a little choir group, you know, just sure. stay behind just to add more voices on the stage. Cause he, he was like, let's try to figure a way to get everyone incorporated in this worship. Yeah, say, sure. We're not performing. We're worshiping together. So let's do it. So he started making a little choir. Right. And so she decided to jump on and do it and he said and i and i heard him say, I, and he said it to me was like man doesn't she have anything nicer to wear than just like a t-shirt oh. and, and jeans and i'm like well oh. first off you don't know they actually live under the poverty scale yeah you're filthy rich yeah why did you just say that yeah. and and i don't know if they if if they said anything to it but this was one of those guys that had like like it was not very gracious was not very sure. kind and i'm not trying to slander or gossip that's why i'm not using any names but it's just the simple fact of when you instantly look at someone in church and go oh they don't belong here because yeah. this is how we're supposed to look right that's when we have a problem yes yes that's when we have a problem all right so let's let's go on let's, to number two because we're, we're both ready yeah. to like go I'm side channels but but this okay so number two Truth about clothing, God cares more about how you live than what you wear to church. Amen, amen, God cares amen. more about how you live rather than what you wear to church. And here's two, ver uh, three, three verses to back it up. We'll read the first two, we'll chat, and then we'll read the long 
woe to you passage. Whoa. You ready? All right, so 1 Peter 3, 7 through 8 says this. In the same way, wives submit to your husbands so that even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a, wor- uh, without a word by the way they live their life. And this is talking specifically about wives who find themselves saved and their husbands are still, still unbelievers. Right. And it was also talking about before that of husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for the church. So, so, so it's, I don't want to say it's just talking specifically about wives, but this is where our passage kind of picks up. Um, so that they, so wives submit to yourself, your husbands where that aren't saved. Even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a word by way their wives lives when they observe your pure relevant lives. Don't let your beauty consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles and wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather what is on the inside the heart, the imperishable quality of a gentle, quiet spirit, which is a great worth in God's sight. For in the past, the holy women who put their hope in God also adorned themselves in this way, submitting to their own husbands, just, husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, which Beth and Janiel, that's a... Get on it. Work on that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, dead, dead. I'm going to let you take that one. I'm just kidding. You have become her children when you do what is good and do not fear any intimidation. Husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker partner, showing them honor as co-heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. We don't have a lot of time to dissect what's Ooh, happening yeah. here between husbands and wives because what this is literally saying is the way culture is, you know, wives, you know, submit to your husband, but then also says husbands in the same way. So the same way that wives are supposed to do this, husbands, you are supposed to make sure that you are loving and taking care of and speaking kindly and graciously and uplifting and showing sanctifying and honor. showing your life. Because this is basically what it's just trying to say is the fact of don't let on the outside dictate what people think, Well, but rather live your life and so where people look at you. And- and I like how it and says and they, they can see Jesus. My favorite part of this is doesn't say showing them honor as rulers of the grace of life, but as co co heirs equal right? to the grace co heirs. No one is greater than the other. And I so. love it. And, and so that's what they're saying. The fact of focus more on the heart rather than what you look like for everybody else on the outside. Let's uh, go. And then the classic verse from first Samuel 16, five, when they were, when, um, when the, 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 the prophet, uh, I'm trying to think, um, Samuel. Yeah. When the prophet Samuel, was looking for the king that was supposed to be king. Um, this is where it kind of picks up uh, before David was talking about Saul. It says, in peace, he replied, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and said, uh, this is about Saul. I'm sorry, I lied. This is after Saul had done messed up and he's looking for the next king. He was actually looking for David. We would know to be David. I'm sorry. I lied. So, but he saw Eliab, which was the oldest, said, certainly the Lord's anointing one is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't look at his appearance or his stature because I have rejected him. Humans don't see what the Lord sees. For the human sees what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. And then you continue on with Samuel seeing son after son after son saying, oh, he must he must be God's anointed. Nope. And, and, and the idea was the fact of, oh, he's tall. He looked good. He got damn muscles. He's Obviously, he's going, because back then a king was a warrior. They weren't right. a politician. Right. They were a warrior. Obviously, Eliab, man, bro, the like Hercules. Like, let's get him in the king. And then all he of said, us, hey yo, what's up? <laughs> hey yo, Adrian. Like, hey, hey yo, Adrian. I mean, but the dude probably looked like a good-looking boss. And then, but the Lord was like, nope, his heart is not okay. Keep moving. But then every time he saw another son, Samuel was like, oh, he must be it because he might not be as big as the first one, but you know, he he 
you know, he could still slay some Philistines. And then he goes to, and they're like, do you have another son or something? And they called David, who was the shepherd, because he was the baby in the runt of the litter. And he had to take care of the job because the real man had to go do man work. And we, we he, to just to took care, he just took care of the shepherds, which we, we know about David. Homeboy was killing lions and bears and giants. And I mean, he was, he was <laughs> legit slaying. But when he was looking for the king, Samuel was like, obviously this dude looks the part. So he must be the, he must, he must love God and God loves him. And God was like, Mm-mm. I care more about the heart than what I do, but how they look yep. on the outside. And you know, you know, when you put these two verses together, basically what you see is God actually does care about how we live. And, you know, from these passages, it even says, like, don't let your beauty consist of all these outside things. Don't let just because you see someone on the outside looking really good. Oh, they must love Jesus because right. he's wearing a suit and tie. His family looks nice and clean. They drive a nice car. They got a nice house. They must love Jesus. That's called prosperity gospel, which is false. It's true. hundred percent true. I agree with you. And then so. Then, all right, let's go into woe. So in this passage with Matthew 23, it's yeah. a long, like 33, like we about to read 30 three verses and this is one of my favorite passages in the bible i almost had a woe to you series because it whoa. was i whoa whoa We're living half. on a prayer you know so so you're saying at verse 15 that you go we're halfway there. <laughs> Basically. All right. So I'm, I'm trying to think if we should even set this up, but I think we just need to read just it. Just read it, bro. Let just read Jesus just speak for himself. So this is all coming out of Matthew 23. I'm just going to slide my mic out of the way here and you let you go. You can't fall asleep. You can't fall asleep, though. Go ahead. You awake? I'm awake. All right. Here we go. So Matthew 23, 1 through 33 says this. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. The scribes and the Pharisees are seated in the chair of Moses. Therefore, do whatever they tell you and observe it, which I think is pretty powerful. Right. That Jesus like, yeah, accept their teachings. But don't do what they do. Means they were teaching truth, but not following the truth. Exactly, because they don't practice what they teach. Boom. They tie up heavy loads that are hard to carry, and then they put them on people's shoulders, but aren't themselves even willing to lift a finger to move them. They do everything to be seen by others. They enlarge their, what is that, phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. The tassels are the little prayer shawls things or whatever. Sure. But AKA, they make everything really big that what they do for worship. So this would right. be like, you know, you make sure you always have both hands up in worship and you cry and you got, you got, you, you bring that you're big doing, Bible. You bring the big Bible to church. Touch down Jesus in your suit and, with the big and, Bible. And, and with the big Bible and the big old tie and the big old oh, cufflinks. yeah. I mean, maybe with, that's going a little too with far. With the but. I Love Jesus bumper sticker on your car. With, ooh, with the fishy sticker. Yeah, with I, the fishy no, sticker. I like the fishy one. Can you like the fishy I one? I like the fishy one. I like the fishy one, too. It's it's tasteful. It's no, tasteful. I, it's uh, Jesus is my co-pilot. Oh, <laughs> that one. Okay, yep, yep, yep. So they do, they enlarge their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels, which is part of their worship. They love the places of honor at banquets, the front seats in the synagogue, which would be the church. Greetings in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by the people. And I'm just going to pause here and say, as someone who sat in the pastor chair and like, it was nice being called that. This was, this was a sin that I had to fight with a lot mm. with my pride. And I still deal with, with my pride to be honest with you. Just, just being blatantly honest. This is a confession time with Mark and Fuller. This is a sin that I struggle with because I like the praise and notoriety. Um, you know, I like that pat on the back. Like, Hey, add a boy. Like I live for that. Right. Which well, add a boy. I might need to go um, confess some <laughs> sins after this. But Jesus continues, don't, and he says... Don't worry, my uh, 
my little booth is open to you, my son. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, but you, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, but you are not to be called rabbi because you have one teacher and you are all brothers and sisters. Do not call anyone on earth your father because you have one father who is in heaven. You are mm. not to be called instructors either because you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Here we go. Ready? Whoa. Bro, try again. Whoa. To you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, you shut the door of the kingdom of of heaven in people's faces, for uh, you don't go in, and you don't allow those entering to go in either. Whoa. To you, scribes and Pharisees, (laughs) Hypocrites, you travel over land and sea to make one convert, and when he becomes one, you make it twice as much a child of hell as you are. Whoa. <laughs> like, dang. Like, let me re- read that. That's crazy. You travel over land and sea to make a convert, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a child of hell wow. as you are. That is some powerful stuff right and there. And, bro, that's just number oh. two. Here we go. Woe to you blind guides who say, whoever takes an oath by the temple, it means nothing, but whoever takes an oath by the gold of the temple is bound by his oath. You blind fools, for which is better, the gold or the temple that is sanctified by the gold? Also, whoever takes an oath by the altar it means nothing, but whoever takes an oath by the gift that it is on is bound to his oath. You blind people, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? Therefore, the one who takes an oath by the altar takes it by, uh, takes it by, takes, well, that's a confusing sentence. Therefore, the one who takes an oath by the altar takes an oath by it and by everything on it. The one who takes an oath by the temple takes an oath by it and by him who dwells in it. And the one who takes the oath by heaven takes an oath by God's throne and by him who sits on it. Basically, it's just saying the fact that you're trying to create all these loopholes. Like, I didn't really mean it because it's kind of like, you know, Fingers I crossed. swear on my grandmama's grave. Fingers crossed, though. You know, it's like, I swear on my grandmama's grave that I didn't do that. It's like, oh, well, you said grandmama's, not like grandma. Grandma. Grandmother. Like, you didn't sleep on, like, like, it's basically, you just like, you're a whole bunch of idiots. Right. Like, seriously, no. Woe to you, scribe and Pharisees. Hypocrites, you pay a tenth of mint, dill, and cumin, yet you have neglected the more important matters of the law, that is, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. These things should have been done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but gulp down a camel. I'd like to see that. (laughs) Basically, it's the fact that you make sure everything is pure, but then you just go and do whatever the heck you want to do anyways, but you make sure everybody else sees it. Woe to you, scribe and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup, so then the outside, uh, and then the outside, so that it may also become clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs which appear beautiful on the outside, but are full of dead bones of the dead and every kind of impurity. In the same way on the outside, you seem righteous to people, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You build the tomb, you, you build the tomb of the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we wouldn't have taken a part with them in the shedding of the prophet's blood. So you testify against yourself that you are descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your ancestors' sins. Snakes, 
brood of vipers, how can you escape being condemned to hell? This is why I'm sending you prophets and sages and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. So all the righteous blood shed on earth will be charged to you from the blood of the righteous. Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah. I should have been sure. I should have been confident. Confident. Berechiah. Uh, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly, I tell you, all of these things will come on this generation. This concludes story time with Mark Hyde. And I had a hard time reading all, all those words, and <laughs> I am thirsty. But I'll let you break it down, bro. So what is Jesus saying with all of these woe to use? He's saying, you dummies, straighten up, fly right. Jesus could have just said that. He could have straighten up, just straighten up and fly right. But 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 let's bring this into the conversation of the church and putting on your best for Jesus when it comes to what Jesus is trying to say here. Basically, like, what, what Jesus you is up? saying you're doing all these things on the outside to make everybody go, "Wow, this person's a really good person," and on the inside, you are filthy and do not follow God. So, what does that mean then? Like 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 how do we bring that into today's conversation and today's culture with so, this? So, the easiest thing for me to say, right? The easiest example is, man, I go to church and I raise my hand and I say them out loud good prayers and the the shamala hamalas or whatever you want. <laughs> you ever you should have about a but I should have about a Yeah, you haven't heard the shamala hamala guy from Instagram? Yes, actually Shamala-hamala. now you say it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you say all them shamala hamalas out in public or whatever. And yet, I even think like you know, you 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 lead the prayer on the microphone. You sure. up on stage. You maybe sure. you teaching in Sunday school. But the day before, you was at the strip club, right? So, which Sally, someone reached out to us via the podcast and said that's what their husband's life was like. And yeah. that was, I'm like, oh my goodness. What? So, but it's more the fact uh, of we try to dress ourselves up to go before God, and God cares. Well, I don't. I mean, we like, wear our Sundays and put our Sundays best over than our hearts best. And I think that's the that's that's that should be the quotable thing right there. We put on our Sunday best instead of put on our hearts best. Because is it bad to wear a suit and tie to church? No. no. Is it bad to dress up no. for church? No. Well, but the f- if you're doing it, I think it's why. Why are you doing? Are you doing it to fit in? Are you doing it to look the part? Are you doing it because you think you know we're going before God, so therefore we need to dress well, the part? There's also that time where you can mistakenly dress up right and wear your Sunday's best to get your own to a a church that does the same and you walk in and you're sticking out like a sore thumb because everybody else wearing jeans and t-shirts. But those aren't real churches. But that's unintentional. So, so, but, 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 you know, the biggest thing about this is the fact that Jesus was basically telling the Pharisees and he even said like, you know, you guys do all of these things and you shouldn't have neglected either one. Like you, yes, you need to give 10% of all your things, but you also forget to show love and mercy. And you're like whitewashed tombs, which basically is like saying like, you're, you're literally an empty crypt. Like you are the dirty, like you're dead. You are literally dead, right. but your outside looked real good. Like, like even the cup, we talked about you clean the outside of the cup, but the inside still gross. But if you just clean the inside, the outside will become clean as well. Sure. And I think that's something to say about the Holy Spirit and how he works in believers. Cause sure. a lot of times, you know, the churches that we grew up a part of was the fact of, oh no, you know, just as I, like, just as I am. But wear your Sunday one. best. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's like, just as I am, like, like Jesus takes you just as you are. Great. Now that you're a Christian, here's the list of standards that you need to do in order to be a good Christian. Your hair can't touch your ears. You're, you're in trouble. Bro. I am screwed. You are in trouble. You would never survive at PC. There is no beards in heaven. Sorry. Nope. Jesus did not have a beard. He was white, blonde hair, blue eyes, and he was clean shaved. But maybe he had a mustache because for some reason those are okay. 
Not, not at PCC. Not, not in the funded churches I was in. <laughs> I, we had a real right, weird rule at Northland where guys could not have beards, but they could have mustaches. So it's the dudes who grow out the most nasty mustaches, like totally got the wax and everything <laughs> to prove a point of this is ridiculous. And we got the beard pa- rule passed. They said just look like it. Basically, like, if you can't really grow a beard, shave your stinking face because you look like an idiot. <laughs> like that's how they. That's how they. That's how they told us the rules. Like shave your face because you look like an idiot. Nice. If you can grow a beard. Go for it because there's nothing, and that thing is there's nothing spiritual about it. Right now, is it a bad? And, it, and that's what I'm saying. Like Jesus was even saying, like this is the fact of yes, you do these things, but why do you do them? Do you do them because you want to look spiritual? That you want to look the part that you're trying to fake it till you make it. You have all these rules, and they even say, you know, you're going all over the world. I, I, I kind of, and I don't want to just throw the independent fundamental Baptist movement under the water because I feel like a lot of other groups do this too. But, you know, you see the fundies knocking on all these doors all the time. They're all out there, you know, Bible-sumping, soul-winning, street-pounding, gospel-preaching, conversion. Like, that's what they do, which is awesome. Like, I feel like, you know, we could use some more of that in today's culture of actually trying to talk with people to try to show them who Jesus is. But the second they come into the door, it's like, okay, well, now you have all these rules you got to follow. Here's the book of 10,000 rules you must follow. Right, and they they don't just say, here's the ones they have to follow be part of us. They say, these are the rules that God— wants you to follow right you know and so and that kind of leads into what the third point is specifically talking about this conversation with clothing and it says that every argument that says we owe god our best has literally zero scripture to support it unless you're talking about it's a philosophical thought unless you're talking about judaism where it's like okay you have to give a tenth because that was part of the religion right Right, but even that, Jesus said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's and give unto sure. God what is God's. Sure. So therefore, sure. like, they're, they're talking about, like, tithes and, and then also taxes and everything else. But, yes, well, but, kind of, sort of, because he was talking to the Jewish people. Right. So you look and at you're the supposed to, people, and, and you're, you're supposed to give at. your first fruits. This is where the illustration, they the say, first, well, you're supposed to give your first fruits as a sacrifice to God. And it's but, like. But that was all. That's not has anything to do with your clothes. That was all Judaism, though. That was not what Christ that came the and law. set up. That was their law. That was their law of the land. Right. As what they did. And we talked about this. And that law was handed down to them by God, right? As Jews. That was to the Jews, for the Jews, set apart people for that time. That's what Jesus, or that's what God did. Right. He said, these are what you have to follow. Now, I do believe. To set them apart. I think it's good practice. Like, I mean, for me, I just like, you know, the the giving that I give to the giving places that I do, I don't just wait and look at my budget account and like, oh, okay, I can give you guys this much now. I just set aside and it goes. But, you know, I'm thinking more so with this regards of we owe God our First fruits are best. He, God doesn't deserve the second best. He doesn't deserve the second hand stuff. He he deserves our everything, and you need to look the part to do it. I'm like, well, doesn't the fact of we owe like like we owe God our best in terms of what it means to praise and honor and love Him sure. with our lives? Is well, maybe that what should be not just here, the clothes. Here's the thing: even in a tithing situation, right? We talked about this in our episode of tithing. Yeah, yeah a while back. Yeah, um, if you're giving from a heart that doesn't want to give. You're not doing it for the right reason. And God doesn't want that anyways. Nope. If you're dressing the part because, you know, oh, well, God wants this, but you're not doing it for the right reasons via your heart, you're not impressing God at all. You're just a whitewashed tomb. Yeah. Same thing over and over again. And so I want to read two quotes, and then we have some follow-up questions that we got to talk about Let's really quick. go. Yeah, so we got to hurry up. One quote was from Thomas Fuller, who was a Fuller? 17th century theologian. And you ready for this? He said, it's 17th century, so the 1800s. Right, no, 1600s. This was the 1600s. Like, we talking... Wait, what was it? (laughs) I'm evil. (laughs) You suck. 16th. 16th 
1600. Wow, well, I can't say it Six, anymore. 1600s. The, the years that came after the 1500s and the ones before <laughs> the 1700s. Like, we're talking. I just, I still like the review. Homeboy was around, like, right after the Protestant Reformation went down. Right. Right. And he says, many come to bring their clothes to church rather than themselves. Oh, mic drop. And there wasn't even any mics. That was Mike Trout. Many, and this, but again, this was literally said over 400 years ago. He said, many come to bring their clothes to church. In other words, look at me. Don't I look good? Don't I look great? Rather than themselves. And I thought that was just an intense quote from way back in the day. And then here's a food for thought that I kind of had, right? And so we live for God every single day. And a lot of times people talk about like when you go before, for God on a Sunday, you better show up ready to go before the king. And I'm like, well, we live before God every single day. Right. We're his sons. We're his daughters. It's kind of like my kids. They don't need to get dressed up to come to my office. Right. They can show. I mean, at the time, they showing up in, 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 you know, undies or a diaper. Or naked because they don't peed themselves on accident. And they, got, like, and they got away from mom or, yeah. or they got away from the bathtub, like, many, which is hilarious. Many times here. Which is hilarious. But, like, but I'm dad. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm Abba. I'm father to them. Right. In the same way as, like, we live before God every single day. He's also our dad. So when it comes to, and I put this in quotes because, I, I mean, the quote, unquote, we both don't like this term. House. The house of the Lord, or we're here in God's house on a Sunday you better have prepared your heart throughout the entire week because if you are a terrible Christian, but then walk into church all cleaned up, you're also nothing but a whitewashed tomb. Oh, all right. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Oh, we got five last conversations. You ready? All right, let's go. Is it bad to want to dress up for church? Yes and no. No and Jeez, yes. come on. <laughs> all right, give me your thought. All right. Is it bad to want to dress up for church? It's exactly what we've been talking about. It Why? depends Why you on your motivation, it? right? What's your motivation? Is it to look nice? Is it to be pleasing to the side of God? Or is it just to, hey, I don't want to be a distraction. Everybody else dresses up, so I'm going to dress up too. All and right. that's fair. That's okay. Bet I can get behind that one. I mean, but we both dress our kids up real cute when we do their hair, but it's it's also fun. Not always. Not Yeah, we don't always So Piper either. went, and she I let her pick out. She picked out this last Sunday a pair of black sparkly pants. Oh, oh you pants. mean the Sunday that Janelle did not have power over the wardrobe? Yes. She picked <laughs> out. Well, we let our kids pick out their own clothes, though. Yep. She picked out back black sparkly pants and then a pink uh, Forky from Toy Story <laughs> shirt, T-shirt. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> That's what you want to wear. I don't care. Let's go. So, And, and that thing is, like, I mean, I'm looking around, like, our church right now that I go to at New Life, like... I wear a hoodie and I'm welcomed and greeted the same way as if I'm wearing a, like a suit and tie like the other guy. Your boy red, wore a red hoodie at Southside with my hair pulled back when it, it was long. It scared me to death. I didn't know what was, I didn't know who you were because you looked so different. It was fun. But, but at the same time, you drew attention to yourself, you sinner. But no, I just wanted to draw attention from you to me. It was hilarious. And it worked. It worked. <laughs> but, but you know, but is it bad to want to dress up for church? But I like wearing the dresses and I like wearing a suit and tie and whatnot. I don't think that's bad if you just want to do it. It's more the fact of, are you doing it for people to look at you and be like, oh, she looks fun or but also good but also as you know you have to ask yourself even if that's not your motivation for dressing up nice you just want to dress up nice to dress up nice are you being a stumbling block to other people right i read that instead of my reading of the fact of well, if we're supposed to be missionaries and reaching our culture but we look so against our culture right. is that actually a good thing and so i think you have to take into account the environment that you are in mm -hmm. you really do depending check your heart and after you check your heart, check your environment. But even with that, like I think of like Granger Community Church, right? Sure. Like, which is like our local mega church. Like they are quintessential mega church with the lights and the sound and they the are, music. They and are the stuff. Hillsong, but a little bit smaller of a scale. 
In terms of their presentation, yes, hundred percent. The, the, the they, Hillsong they, of this area. They are unapologetic about a worship experience, not a worship service yeah. experience. But if you looked at who their founding pastor passed away, I mean, I I loved Mark Beeson, phenomenal man. He wore a suit and tie every single day. Sure. And if you ask him why, he goes, "I'm just I'm comfortable like this. I like it." Sure. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, whatever. And it also reached businessmen who were like that. But at the same time, Mark was the loudest, loudest person to say. Who cares what you're wearing? We're just here. You're here to ready to worship Jesus. Right. Like that's what right. they did. And so, you know, I don't think it's necessarily bad to just want to like, like oh, this, is, this is just what I wear. So that's what I do. Okay. So Next I question. Fair. Um, is it, well, we already talked about that one too. Oh, I always thought this was an interesting point of the fact of if we're not supposed to draw attention to ourselves and look like this, why do people a lot of times wear the bright big colors and the big old hats? Well, again, is that cult? But that's also, but you look at over in England, cul- that's cultural. It's cultural. And what's the environment you're in, right? So if you're in an environment where that's what everybody else is doing, not that you should always go along with the crowd. I'm not saying that, but I'm mm-hmm. saying I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, you you don't want to draw attention to yourself, so we shouldn't. We shouldn't. And this is where it gets hard, service. though, because I see some churches that are, I mean, Catholic, Presbyterian, uh, not Presbyterian, uh, Protestant, I was going to say Protestant, Catholic and Protestant who have these more ornate worship services where they do dress to the nines, and, but sometimes it feels like a class war. Almost like, you know, in Sister Act with Whippy Goldberg, where they couldn't get any teenagers oh, to show up because... Day. Oh, happy day. That, that oh, second, that was happy second day. That was second one. That was second one. That was second one. I really missed my notes, so I apologize that I just killed somebody's eardrums. But in, in that show, they're talking about, we can't get the young people to show up, and they were looking around because they're like, because y'all don't care about us. Y'all don't look like us or talk like us. And all of a sudden, Whippy Goldberg's up there doing her thing. They're like... Okay, maybe She's big maybe, wheels keep on turning. Oh, wait. But they also were in the community, loving on the community, and right. I think that that's where the barrier could happen. Where even if you look dressed to the nines, sure, like in a suit and tie, but you're you're loving the absolute snot out of people. I think that's a beautiful testimony too. But you know, there's another question that people then ask. They flip the question of like, oh, well, is it cool if we just wear you know PJ pants and t-shirts and it doesn't really like if if God doesn't care, should we even give a crap anymore? Like, there's that complete other extreme. So, how would you answer that question? I would say yes and no. my standard answer <laughs> it just gets the look if my teenagers our former teenagers are listening to right now i feel you because i always get i never gave them a straight i was always like yes and no and they hated me for it <laughs> i but, feel you but yes eli and no. i feel you but yes and no it, it's true though like uh, it does not matter right what you wear within reason does not matter to the lord okay but it matters to the people of the Lord, right? If we come dressed with my baseball cap on backwards and some holy jeans and uh, a Ozzy Osbourne t-shirt and I'm all like totally gothed out, right? I'm thinking back to my punk rock days. I sound like that's not gothed out. That's just punk. That's so punk. if I walked into church like that, like to a church that dress, dresses to the nines, right? has its respect thing and and that's common through the whole congregation then i would say no now it matters and i think the question would be are you trying to do that on purpose but right. but again if someone's just trying to figure out jesus and they're just walking in sure. and that's that's where i struggle that's the last thing that they should worry about right right it, it is not but I feel important like we God. make we make it into a stumbling block sometimes though yes we do and that's what i'm saying should you wear whatever you want like pjs <laughs> dude let me tell you all right 
you had the guy, the forerunner of Christ wearing camel skins, okay? <laughs> Walking true. around the desert like a crazy man, eating locusts and honey, okay? Even to the poor people, he was weird. <laughs> so, I mean, and God used him tremendously, right? God does not care. We were made naked. We were naked, all right? We were naked. naked. We were naked. We were naked, all right? Clothes only came about because of sin. Mm-hmm. And yet it's clothes that are still causing us to sin all the time and becoming stomach blocks. So, no, it doesn't matter. But, yes, it does matter. And this is where my brain kind of starts asking this question because you look at, like, let's just talk about the modern non-denominational megachurch worship pastor looking vibe, right? Is that just a culture? Because if you look at the way Gen Z dresses and other things, like, is that just... Is that just a culture and the standard, or do you are you trying to fit the bill to make it look like a mega church pastor? Like you're trying to look like the Furtick, you're trying to look like the Driscoll, you're trying to look like this person. I I have a because my natural tendency is kind of have that that vibe. I I don't wear big swooping V necks, but okay. I got I got a bomber jacket that I love. So <laughs> I heard a person say they wanted to be a missionary, right? They're like, yeah, I want to be a missionary, and I'm like, are you called? And they're like. No, I'm not called, but I'm going to go be a missionary to Beverly Hills so I can dress whatever way I want. <laughs> and it was like, I, I remember John. I, don't, I, I, I remember John Chris's uh, sketch about being a missionary to like Barbados. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah even got, the scuba the scuba diving instructor needs to hear about Jesus. Yeah. And God has just, called me to Hawaii. And it's like, it just <laughs> the conversation just didn't manifest itself. So we just went scuba. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a sketch. It was yeah. not real. So, but, but I've had a real where they were like, yeah, I'm just going to go. I want to go to Beverly Hills and. Do you feel called? No, I just want to go to Beverly Hills. And so I figure, you know, I could be a missionary or what, something like that over there. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, because they wanted to dress a certain way, right? And it wasn't about God or reaching anybody or, or being part of the congregation. It was about them wanting what they wanted. And so. <sighs> and that's where I appreciate the worship pastors like, okay. And so it's funny. I've, I've found a common thread through a lot of them. So, so Shay. I love what he Soche wears does. the same stinking shirt. He bought what did he say? He bought four or five of the same exact shirts because they were comfy and they fit and they worked with his guitar. Well, they were comfy, they fit, they worked with his guitar. And, and he goes, just, he goes, no, nah, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to wear on Sundays. But remember the day he wore a different <laughs> shirt and the whole congregation lost their mind at the point like, that wait, Scott even pointed it out in the service. But and we're not saying Brandon did that to try to draw attention to himself. It, it literally was the fact that he's been working out too much, so his arms didn't fit in his shirt. Well, not anymore. Not now. He goes, I go, why aren't you wearing the shirt no more, man? He goes. <sighs> kids i've gotten too fat <laughs> I mean, sympathy weight because that's you know, actually man, what he yeah. said he said my belly that's what it was my yeah. belly my belly but but you know but he didn't do that to draw attention but he no. wanted to cut he he said he flat out said i want to cut down bears not and who cares what i'm wearing we're not here to talk about the dude do you see them shoes so she was rocking like that's not what it was about no I he didn't. didn't want to draw attention to himself he was leading worship not leading the game but that's the thing like if i look at at uh stephen Farrick, right like, if he walked into Southside, I'd notice. I'd be like, dude, that dude is, like, way overdressed. Like, he's dressed up, like, in some Gucci clothes. He's, like, well, it's, it's, it's flashing the pre- money. It's, it's, it's the preacher in sneakers. Right, but he's epidemic. flashing money. But where he's at, maybe it works. I don't I, I, I don't know. I, he's in Charlotte. It doesn't I work. have a hard time with pastors that, sh- to me, if you're a pastor, you should only take from the church exactly what you need to live, right? It shouldn't be this glamorous lifestyle it should be a very humble lifestyle and that's why i love rick warren's approach of the reverse tie. he lives on 10 percent, and he doesn't even take a dime from the church anymore and homeboy literally wears like the same blue shirt every sunday and i'm good with that like you should you should only take you should 
You should only receive. I don't want to say take because that makes sense. And, and I want to say all most of the worship pastors that I have known really close, like you know, Soche at Southside, Jake at New Jake, I, I even noticed I'm like, homeboy wears the same shoes and pants and shirt every Sunday. And then on Easter, I'm like, oh, he's wearing a blue shirt and khakis. I mean, it, it still fit the bill for his like just his personality. If you all want to know what I look but, like on Sunday, it's this, but with a pair of jeans and no hat. Yep. That's about it. And and but then even like, you know. Brendan Prout, who was a lot more modern, he wore a black T-shirt and black jeans every Sunday, partially because, you know, his wardrobe consisted of black, really black, and jet black, and lighter black. Like, that's that was his wardrobe. AKA but if you ever ask him, you're like, why Why do you only wear this? He goes, because it's not about me. I try to play. I don't it. care. I'm just here. I'm here to lead worship. I, and, 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 and so most of the worship pastors that say just cut out all the junk that's going to block me from letting someone worship Jesus. I think that's the right heart to have. Right. And obviously we're all going to dress a little bit differently, like in terms of just our style and personality and even our body builds and whatever. Like it's just, sure. it's what it is. Sure. But like, I mean, there's even a Sunday one time where I, I intentionally did this at Southside just to see what people would say. And I wore a flat bill once at church. Ooh. Remember that when I did that? Or were you not there for that Sunday? I don't know. Or a flat bill, mainly just because I wanted to say, I'm like, well, people look at me weird because mm. I want to see what it feels like for a visitor who walks in. Because there's a visitor who walks in with hats all the time. Sure. Like, I want to see what they feel like. It was awesome. No one said a thing. The only person that made fun of me was Hornig, and he goes, hey, dude, your bill's too straight, and let's 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 make it look right. Let's so it's more of they're making the fun bill. of me for me, not the hat. <laughs> and so that's the beautiful thing about where we should be as a body of Christ is the fact of we're supposed to worship God every single day, and, and it's not just when we show up on Sunday. Now, I believe Sunday is extremely important in the growth and life of a believer because it's an intentional decision to worship together corporately with other people. It's a set-aside day for yes. corporate worship. But if, if, if clothes are becoming the stumbling block and if we're trying to tell people, and, and I think of, you know, this, this thing for Jesus where it says like, you create all these rules and laws and regulations, but you can't even lift a, like, you don't even lift a finger to try to do what you say. Right. We're creating stumbling blocks to the gospel where we go over all above and beyond to win people for Jesus. But then we give them all these hard regulations. It's supposed to be more the fact of we're supposed to love big. We're supposed to love God. We're supposed to love others. Right. We're supposed to point people to Jesus. And if we are taking the, 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 oh, look at me and the grand dose, how we look, how we dress, how we act, how we talk, but our insides full of just junk at the end of the day, woe to you. Right. Yep. And I had to think about that for me, but woe to me. Cause you know, I, I have, I have that personality of like, I want to look good. And I want people to notice. Right. And so that's the, that's the struggle that I have that I have to fight with every day. So final thoughts. What are your, we're at an hour and almost 10 Bro, minutes. Bro, I already gave all my final thoughts. So you're done. That, that was it is the fact of I'm a, I'm a sinner who needs to go ask Jesus for forgiveness. But chief of sinners at the end of the day, what I'd say do clothes matter I would say your heart matters more than your clothes, but your clothes should not draw attention to yourself and it should not create a rich, poor barrier and a, and a hindrance to the gospel. Clothes should not keep you from loving God, but clothes should also not keeping be keeping you from loving others. That's uh, I really say, say that one again. Can, can you say that again? Oh, so you're gonna, okay. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> so clothes should not keep you from loving God, and clothes should not keep you from loving others. Time for fun facts with February. <laughs> that was a good talk, bro. See, you thought this was going to be quick, and I'm like, nah, bro. I just ain't going to be quick one. This this could oh, be a big one. It could have been quick. We it just kept, have been, we, we kept just, saying the same thing over and but over. But I, I appreciated this conversation, and <laughs> this was, was a, and I, we should have led with this off. But this was a question that was asked to asked 
to us by a listener. Yes, it, actually, this episode is that a Facebook and, group and the no. next and the next episode is is going to be asked. One was Facebook message. I think one was Instagram message. Yeah, I, I don't think know. It was, I, I can't keep track. Either anymore. way, we are here for that time. The most favorite part of the podcast. Fun facts with Fuller. So, my dude, I have no idea what your fun fact is because you hid it from me. I did. You did not let me see it. Somebody texts me at 445 and goes, the show notes are in now, finally. <laughs> I'm like, well. No, it was 430. It's just going to be off the fly then with the fun Actually, facts. no, you're here. right. It was like 445, wasn't Whatever it? Whatever it was, that doesn't matter. I sent him, ate dinner really fast, and jolted over here. Pretty much. So, what's the fun fact to end the show tonight, my dude? So, the fun fact of the day is there is an annual coffee break festival. Wait, wait. A coffee break? A coffee break festival. Okay. Okay. For millions of people, the coffee break is a key but often underappreciated part of each day. To stop. Oh, no. Let's pause. We appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate it. Good. (laughs) We real good. To stop and give the break its proper due, the town of Stoughton, Wisconsin hosts an annual coffee break festival. The gathering includes coffee tastings, brew offs, and bean spitting contests. Yes. All right. Why Stoughton? According to city officials, the coffee break was, quote, unquote, born in the city in the late 1800s as a woman at the local Gunderson Tobacco Warehouse began the ritual of pausing during the workday to brew up some coffee and have a chat. (laughs) That is so cool. We need to have a festival to give a coffee break its proper place back in our lives and society. Bro, we need to make a we, we need to make a road trip RTC on the road to Stoughton, Wisconsin I for Coffee like, Break Festival. I, I feel like we may need to do a live up or, or, or just a recorded episode <laughs> there. Like, we're just here. You know, RTC is just here in Stoughton, coffee? Wisconsin, taking a coffee break. Which, where is it, like, on the map? Like, where? <laughs> I have no idea, but it's in Wisconsin. Best, do so we know? Because we're going to Wisconsin for her family reunion this summer. It can't be that. Far. We'll see. All right, so why don't you go ahead and give your spiel, and I'll look up how long it takes to get to Stoughton. Perfect. If you would like to send us coffee, you can send us a message because we would love, love, love to try some new coffees. You got it pulled up? That was my spiel. Bro, three hours and 41 minutes. Let's Dude, go. that's just south of Madison. Dude, let's go. Let's go. That's Dude. Just, just, that's just a little past uh, Chicago, Get man. that date. We got to put it on Oh, the I got to calendar. look up when it is, dude. Three hours and 41 minutes. We're going to Coffee Break that Festival. That is freaking legit. <laughs> but until we do that, we are going to be here with you guys week in and week out. Every Thursday morning, we're dropping the new episode because we want to have these fun conversations, these real talk conversations, and something that we've enjoyed having is continued real talk conversations over on our facebook group so go to rtc online community on facebook the easiest way to i think find a link i actually i need to add it to the website to link out to it because i don't think i have that oh, yet oops but you literally just go the easy way is go to our actual facebook page at real talk christian podcast and literally go to the groups and you can find the groups right there it is right there. We have well over 100 people inside of that group who interact almost daily. That and it is just is super, super cool to connect with you guys over there. So if you're already a part of that Facebook group, thank you for being a part of it. You guys should start some conversations too because it can't just be me and Fuller all the time. Well, we have had a few. Yeah, a we've few. had a few, but we need some more people. You've stuff. been really good about it though. I called. I, I mean, I already called out Ryan Lauks in the beginning. I'm going to bookend it with Ryan Lauks. You need to start a conversation in that Facebook group. Right but if you're now. not on Facebook, we're on Instagram. You can find us on our website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. The email, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. The email, realtalkchristianpodcast at g- oh, I said gmail.com. Or phone number, 574-400-5352. That's correct. I love it. Did I miss anything, bro? I do not think so. I love it. Well, I guess all I have to say is, until next time, 
Take it easy.